I'm Mark Peterson, and this is the FEMA Podcast. Twenty twenty was an unprecedented year filled with immense challenges for the nation. First responders, medical professionals, government leadership, and every American citizen made enormous sacrifices throughout the year, but also rose to the challenges not seen in generations. As emergency managers, the year was no different. As a nation, we responded to floods, severe storms, wildfires, and a historic hurricane season, all while fighting the ubiquitous COVID-19 pandemic. As FEMA employees, the conditions presented professional and personal challenges. Despite these new and difficult circumstances, our agency worked tirelessly to ensure we fulfilled our mission of helping people before, during, and after disasters. On today's episode, we close out 2020 by talking with FEMA Administrator Pete Gaynor about work we've done, innovations and improvements we've made, and the challenges we've met head on this year. Administrator Pete Gaynor, thanks for sitting down and and having a quick conversation about what has been just an incredibly momentous year. I mean, I don't even know the words to put 2020, um, to to fully encapsulate 2020. This year has been uh, incredible in so many ways, and for FEMA too, you know, from working uh, with our federal partners in the COVID-19 response, and also, you know, let alone the natural disasters that we responded to, flooding, uh, a historic hurricane season, wildfires from coast to coast. So not only has every, nearly every citizen been touched by COVID-19, but we're also, you know, dramatically impacted by these uh, disasters. You know, what's been the most significant achievement that you think you've seen from FEMA this year? If I could just like give a couple minutes to just kind of run down a, a short list of all the things that, uh, that FEMA employees have done, and it is pretty, it's pretty impressive. And it all starts with uh, historic earthquakes in Puerto Rico in January, so you know almost a year ago. Then into March, uh, leading the operational response and becoming a member of the White House Coronavirus Task Force, establishing uh, policies and procedures to keep the workforce safe from COVID-19, uh, no small undertaking uh, across the entire enterprise from American Samoa to USVI, again, all done by uh, FEMA employees, uh, opening up and creating a new NRCC surge space, uh, responding to the first the first national emergency in history, uh, managing uh, PPE shortages, creating an air bridge. We flew, two, oh, we flew 249 flights, which is equal to seven one-way trips to the moon. We've mailed PPE care packages uh, to 15,400 nursing homes, and we did that three times in a row, so nearly 50,000 care packages. We used the Defense Production Act 14 times, the first use of Title VII, which is voluntary agreements. We've never used it in the history of DPA. FEMA and and our great partners in the interagency, HHS, the White House built, you know, almost 150,000 ventilators, uh, and we started out with 16,000 in the beginning. We deployed nearly 50,000 National Guard men and women in Title 232 status across the country and about 5,600 DOD, Title 10 medical professionals into public hospitals. Really amazing. We deployed the, the, the Mercy and the Comfort. We built 22,000 surge beds. Uh, the Corps of Engineers did an amazing job. We deployed every single 
federal medical station kit that we had in the inventory, 41 of those across the country. Uh, in 23 days, we developed the COVID-19 operational guidance. In 23 days, really amazing job. Hundreds of disasters, uh, both emergency and, and, and major. Again, everything from hurricanes. Uh, we broke all records this year. Uh, 2005 was the, the record for hurricanes. This year, 30, 30 hurricanes. Uh, the most on record wildfires historic uh, in California and uh, in um, uh, Oregon, uh, largest acres ever burned. Re really, uh, uh, you know, amazing and, and devastating in the same breath. Tornadoes in, in Tennessee and the derecho in uh, Iowa, flooding in Michigan, and I'm only hitting a couple highlights. In, in less than seven days, uh, the IA team built lost wages program on the request of the president uh, almost 44 billion dollars put out for disaster unemployment insurance uh, equivalent not that we didn't have uh, enough to do but the the uh, FIMA team uh, debuted the brick building resilient infrastructure infrastructure in communities 500 million dollars uh, available for funding uh, we we approved the largest public worksheet pws in fema history for puerto rico just one PW, right? And everyone knows what those are. Uh, $9.5 billion for one project worksheet. And then uh, another one worth $2 billion for uh, education. The first one was for power in Puerto Rico. Uh, we hired the most people ever in, during COVID-19. And we did it all remotely. And we did it all from the basements, the kitchen tables, you know, you name it from home because we, we were teleworking. So again, all those achievements are being performed today by the, the 20,000 great FEMA employees. You know, I mean, just listening to you go through the list of, you know, challenges that, that presented itself in 2020, um, it, it, it seems overwhelming. And it also, it feels like you probably even left out a number of different. Um, yeah, those are, just, those are just the highlights. And so I wonder if you could talk through a little bit about how we responded to all of those demands, because I, I, you know, I know as an employee, we did a lot of innovative things, but I wonder from the high level, from what you saw, if you could kind of walk me through those. You know, we, we have always been a, you know, a certain percentage of the workforce uh, has done telework, probably somewhere in the, in the, you know, 20% of the workforce from time to time. Uh, you know, that's based on lack of space in some, in some cases, especially in, in Washington, D.C., uh, you know, and I, I was never really a big fan of telework. You know, I, I'm the kind of guy that likes to see all my people running around. Uh, and overnight, you know, on the 13th of March, when the president signed uh, the national disaster, uh, we 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 sent everyone home. You know, I have a great uh, CIO, uh, Latwita Hutchinson, that had made some investments in in VPN, uh, virtual private network, so we could actually uh, allow people to have access to their desktops. Uh, not only a few, but everybody. Right. You know, tens of thousands of VPN connections uh, for all the different things that we do. And then uh, and then telework T teams we are on teams today. Uh, that was another CIO initiative that we had just, just you know, that looking forward. Uh, we had made an investment in teams. And so overnight we went we went virtual. Uh, and that's a that's a gigantic risk. But if you ever to ask me, you know, you know, would you ever want to send anyone home and go virtual? I would have said no. But when you look at the results, and, I, and again, I, I listed all those results. When you look at the results, work from home is, is amazing. Uh, you know, our, pro, our productivity is through the roof, right? And I never would have guessed that. And so, uh, so I've, I'm a converted fan of, of, of telework. 
Uh, we're going to have to figure out what that looks like in the future because, you know, we'll have uh, a vaccine uh, here shortly, within days, and it will take, you know, some months to get the entire nation vaccinated. Uh, we'll be out of the pandemic, but there's some great lessons learned about how to, how to perform better, right? And so maybe there's some people that never come back to the workplace. Uh, maybe there's some people that have to be in the workplace. You know, we're going to have to find that balance. Uh, you know, you don't want to ruin your culture by sending everyone home. So we're gonna, we'll, we'll, we're gonna, we're thinking about it now and, and uh, have a team on it to say, hey, you know, what do we wanna look like in the future based on all that we've learned? And, you know, the other part of this was from the very beginning, the top priority was keep the workforce safe, especially in a pandemic. Uh, and if you couldn't make that investment in keeping them safe, then the entire mission of FEMA, right? Imagine all the things that we accomplished. That list of accomplishments is directly related to keeping the workforce safe. So if we didn't make that investment in testing, talking about mitigation, wearing a mask, all those things that we do pretty normally now, uh, screening at every building, you know, it, it's been it's been pretty amazing uh, when you look at how safe the FEMA workforce has been compared to other components within DHS. We have a pretty good track record of uh, low test positivity and uh, and people that have been affected, and that's based on the investments we have made, and more importantly. It's the workforce believing that we have to do that to protect ourselves and protect the mission, right? So uh, it's all tied together. So it, those, those are a couple things that, that have made a difference this past year. You know, culturally, um, the way that we collaborate is by bringing people together. But this presents a unique challenge, you know, whether we're in hurricane season or not. And so when we look at the NRCC, many people have seen pictures of it. It's just loaded with people. How did you face that? Again, there's not there's not many choices, right? It's either do it the old way and risk crippling yourself and crippling the mission and not being able to deliver when the nation is asking us to deliver on things uh, that are important. Uh, you know, not just to us. You know, a singular disaster site like a hurricane, right? I mean, that's bad enough. But the entire nation, every state, uh, every territory, District of Columbia, a tribe uh, on that 13th of March had a major disaster. Uh, so, so you know, we, we, we have to be thoughtful about that. And, and uh, you know, again, overnight, we moved people throughout the building. So we went telework and we just took over desks from, you know, people that, you know, were there the day before. Now we use that for the NRCC. So every floor, uh, for the most part, uh, early on in our in our response. So it's really great to be part of a, a organization that uh, has a, a really simple mission, helping people before, during and after disasters. And if there's a year that we use every bit of that sentence, right? It, it has been this year. Again, I've been out to regions and and warehouses and MERS and you name it, JFOs this year. And it really is the is the, the people that make it happen and the investment in the mission, you know, their dedication to, to, to making uh, really bad circumstances better. You know, those uh, embracing core values everywhere I go, signs and, and posters. And so it's been it's been it's been quite a great trip. Uh, here at FEMA, I mean, I would have not, I would have liked not to have a 2020, but it, but it is what it is. But it's really been a uh, a great personal and professional opportunity for me to you know deliver for the nation. You know, I, I have to say on a personal level, I, it's incredible the amount of, of things that you've done in, in your time. You know, everything from the FEMA Future Program to the core values, Pub One, it's been great. And I think like you, I probably haven't really 
digested all the all the things that we were we were faced with and all the things that we've accomplished because there has been no time to reflect honestly it's been uh, work 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 and you know COVID-19 is is not over yet right and realistically the administration is trying to get uh, vaccines into those uh, that are highest risk you know those over 70 make up 40 percent uh, of all those that are affected uh, infected and they they make up 20 percent of all the deaths so that's kind of the focus, and in the same breath, trying to get vaccinations to frontline healthcare workers because you can't you can't manage this thing unless you keep that really you know valuable resource protected. Uh, and then as more vaccines become available, more more manufacturers th- there will be. There's three more that are in phase three, uh, so we'll have we'll have millions more uh, faster here in in, in uh, you know January, February, March, April. But but realistically. You know, we're not going to have everyone vaccinated until June or July, right? It's going to take that long. And until uh, everyone is vaccinated and until the pandemic is declared over, you have to do the four things that I've been saying for months now. You have to wear a mask. So just because you get a vaccine doesn't give you permission to remove the mask, right? Uh, and I think some people uh, may think that, you know, I'm, I'm all set. I don't need to keep doing mitigation measures. So we're going to have to wear a mask until the end. Uh, and I know that it's fatiguing. It's tiring. It's, it's it, you know, you have to keep your hands clean. Uh, you have to keep socially distance. And, uh, and, that, and, and that's where, you know, we're kind of in a bad spot right now. Uh, we have this kind of uh, uh, a new wave across the country. You know, I'm asking uh, employees, you know, keep up the great work. You've done a great job so far. You can't like, you know, saunter through the finish line. We're going to have to sprint through the finish line and everyone needs to wear their mask until we get to the finish line. And so, you know, I just want to make sure I set expectations, you know, wear that mask, uh, keep yourself protected, keep your family protected. Don't mingle at your in your homes with people you don't know, only your only your immediate family that you live with. Uh, And I know that's painful over the holiday season, but uh, you're going to have to do it. The pandemic will end. I guarantee it. Uh, we are now closer to the end of it than we were from the beginning of it. So we are making progress, but uh, but we're not done yet. So so do that for me and uh, everyone have a uh, great holiday season. And we'll see you in January 2021. We welcome your comments and suggestions on this and future episodes. Help us to improve the podcast by rating us and leaving a comment. If you have ideas for future topics, send us an email at FEMA-podcast at FEMA.dhs.gov. If you'd like to learn more about this episode or other topics, visit FEMA.gov slash podcast. <laughs>